It is Thursday night, and it's another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Jack Johnson. Josh Vernier, the Royals insider, had a fantastic interview with J.J. Bacolo and John Sherman, so we're going to dive into the majority of that, things they said, and what it means for the offseason. And it's time for the Royals to spoil again in Houston. What can we expect from the boys in blue? I'm going to tell you about it coming up next on Locked On Royals. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, thank you for tuning in to another edition of Locked on Royals. As always, I am your host, Jack Johnson. Follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. It's the best app to use when buying tickets. Whether you're trying to make it out to one last home series for the Royals, you're gearing up for Chiefs season, KUK State, Missouri, or maybe you're watching this from across the globe you're on the east coast the west coast well if you're looking to buy tickets to any event comedy show or concert that's the app to use we're going to talk about them coming up here in about 10 to 15 minutes if this is your first ever episode tuning in well first things first welcome in we always welcome new listeners we just reached over 500 subscribers on youtube so we always do welcome the new listeners we want to give you guys the best possible episode the best possible content So if you're here, we do certainly hope you enjoy the episode. As for myself, you're wondering who I am. Well, I'm just a lifelong Royals fan, as I'm sure you are if you are tuning into this podcast so late into the season for a 100-plus loss team. I now work in Kansas City at Sports Radio 810 WHB. I've got a daily show on ESPN Kansas City. So my life is very involved in sports when I get done from work. I usually come and record this podcast, sometimes before work, sometimes after. If you've been following along this long, you would know that uh, we kind of have unorthodox times. Maybe I can get it down to more of a science in the offseason because we are going to be dropping down to three episodes a week when we're not in season, but that'll ramp right back up once spring training rolls around. And I might start bumping it back up to five episodes a week once we roll into spring training, depending on the amount of content there is. Uh, just really a, a wait-and-see type of process. But for the offseason, free agent moves, uh, yeah, we're probably going to play it by ear because if the Royals have a big week, well, we'll probably have five episodes that week. If it's a quiet week, probably going to have around three episodes a week. But that's going to be coming up. As we know, the season ends next weekend with the Royals wrapping up the year against the New York Yankees at Coffin Stadium. But coming up next, they will have the Houston Astros at Minute Maid Park. We're still fighting for a postseason chance. It's going to be a playoff atmosphere in Houston, so the Royals can play a little bit of spoiler this weekend, and it will start on Friday night with Cole Reagans on the bump against Framber Valdez. Ace versus the ace of both of these stats, but we'll save that for the very tail end of the show. We are going to spend about the first 20 minutes here diving into a fantastic interview done by Josh Vernier, the Royals insider over at Sports Radio 8, or 610 Sports Radio, excuse me. Uh, just a great interview with J.J. Piccolo and John Sherman. I was immediately hooked when I knew that uh, Vern was going to be the one interviewing them. He's somebody that I always look to, always try to find 
you know, what he's saying on Twitter, what he's saying pregame, postgame, stuff like that. He really is one of the best Royals follows out there. And he is a great interviewer when it comes to two prominent people in the organization. Now, there were things that were said that should give you a lot of hope, a lot of confidence. And I think it was the perfect time for both of these guys to go back out and address, and address the public. You know, you, you need to get back in and the good graces of the public, of the fan base. Uh, John Sherman, he's still kind of struggling to find that footing. I think J.J. Bacola, because of what Cole Reagans has done, what Nelson Velasquez has done, what James MacArthur has done, the moves he made as a GM acquiring those guys, it's starting to show that they were pretty good moves. So I would say that J.J. Bacolo isn't dealing with as much heat as he maybe was back in April and May. But he was, you know, point blank asked by Josh Vernier, you know, is this team going to spend? He asked both to J.J. Bacolo and to John Sherman the, the overall message for this offseason, what's going to happen. And I'm going to give you some quotes here. And the one to me that has just really been radiating with me, this is the one that, I think excites me the most for the offseason. And this comes from J.J. Piccolo. He said, clearly our pitching is something that we will need to address. We have some positive things happening as far as our starting pitching is concerned. Unfortunately, we have a couple of guys that didn't get off the ground this year that we'd like to think will rebound. But we're at a point where we're not going to count on that. We need to recognize that for us to win more games, we need to get people that can pitch right now and pitch at a higher level than we are at as a pitching staff. That, to me, might have been the best quote that J.J. Piccolo's had since becoming the president of baseball operations of the Kansas City Royals. What that just told me is that they are going to go in this offseason looking to replace pretty much everybody in this rotation with the exception of Cole Reagans, maybe Brady Singer. But I would say that that quote, kind of fits Brady Singer right now. It more so fits Daniel Lynch, Chris Bubich, Jordan Lyles. And I love that J.J. Piccolo said this because it's telling me that he knows this is very unacceptable. And we saw a lot of years. Dayton Moore brought two American League pennants to Kansas City, the way he assembled that roster. But at the very end, a lot of the rebuild was, well, they struggled this year, but this happened, this happened, this happened, that allowed him to struggle like that. So there was always the excuses. And Alex Zumwalt, I think the Royals broadcast, uh, brought up a quote that he had where you're either a warrior or you're an excuse maker. And I think the Royals during this rebuild had a lot of excuse makers. Oh, Daniel Lynch can't throw 150 innings. Oh, he was banged up, not a full spring training. I mean, I have been somebody to give Brady Singer a lot of excuses. The WBC, the weird spring training, the arm fatigue. You know, never being able to pitch for a good, solid team. I've made tons of excuses. But you're either an excuse maker or you're a warrior. And it looks like right now, the Royals are not going to go into this offseason penciling in guys that weren't good. The only guy in the rotation that's proven he's a mainstay is Cole Reagans. So this is really telling to me that J.J. Bacola said, unfortunately, we're not going to wait around for those guys to bounce back. We need guys that can pitch now, that can get guys out at the highest level, that we don't need to wonder, can they do it? No, we know they can do it. And he also mentioned the bullpen is an area they're heavily going to invest in kind of a good way to ramp up this rebuild. You can spend some money on the bullpen, get some viable guys, then flip those guys at the deadline. 
To me, what was said in this interview done by Josh Vernier at 610 Sports Radio, Royals Insider, with J.J. Bacolo and John Sherman was, are you going to spend? How much are you going to spend? And both these guys basically said, yes, we are going to spend. We need to invest in pitching, starting pitching. We had some good things happen with the starting rotation, but still, we're not going to count on guys to bounce back next year. That wasn't just Chris Bubich and Daniel Lynch to me. That was Brad Keller. That was Brady Singer. That was Jordan Lyles. A handful of guys that just showed you uh, maybe they're not as consistent as you think. You know, they signed Jordan Lyles last year hoping he could be a innings eater. I don't think he really has because I don't think you'd be an innings eater if you're just slopping innings together. You, know, you throw six innings, give up seven runs. It's not a good outing to me. Anybody can, any guy in that rotation could could go through six innings and, and give up seven or eight runs. Yeah, that's not anything special. So that's kind of what I'm gathering from this interview is that the Royals are going to go into this offseason looking for guys that they don't have to wonder. They don't have to guess they'll be good. You bring in Brian Bridges to be your director of scouting. Hopefully you can find some talent through there when you bring all the minds together. How do you want to assemble the rotation? How do you want to assemble the bullpen? You know, right now the lineup might need a guy or two. I know there, there definitely needs to be more help that J.J. Bacola mentioned. You know, Vinny Pasquantino is going to be back. It's really going to help this lineup. Now you know Michael Garcia is going to be your third baseman. Bobby Wood Jr. is one of the best young players in baseball. You know, you're probably going to have, it sounds like, Salvador Perez back. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Melendez has been great since the All-Star break. You've had this sudden emergence from Nelson Velasquez. And Kyle Isbell and Drew Waters are good fourth outfielders. Maybe you go out of center fielder. But it sounded like pitching, 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 and not just giving minor league deals out there going out there and trying to get guys that can be big league contributors, good ones at that, not let's wait and see and let's hope. Okay, that's going to be our first break of the episode, but we're not done talking about this. We're going to carry this in to segment number two. So the Royals are going to spend money, but how are they going to spend this money? How much money are they going to spend? Well, we're going to dive into that next on Locked On Royals. You are tuned into Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, I am your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. And be sure to find all of these podcasting episodes on wherever you get your podcasts. That can be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and on YouTube. Uh, just be sure uh, to leave some comments on YouTube. Subscribe there. Follow along on the podcasting sites and leave a review. You know, let let me know how I'm doing. If you want to hear more about a certain player, you want to hear more about the minor leagues, you want to see more guests. Look, we're coming up on the offseason. I am going to allude a lot of that to you guys, to you, the listeners, because I wouldn't want to do this if it wasn't for all the interactions I've been getting with you guys. So if you want to leave a review, let me know how I'm doing. You like the podcast, you don't like the podcast. You know, there's that rate it button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I'm sure on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and YouTube as well. Just continue to follow along, download those podcasts so we can keep this thing rolling. But before we go any further, talk more about this offseason and what J.J. Bacolo and John Sherman had to say with Josh Vernier of 610 Sports Radio. Let's give a shout out to one of today's title sponsors in game time. Look, I've been very adamant about Game Time. It is the app I use to go out there and get tickets. Bunch of fun concerts coming to Kansas City. And you guessed it, that's the app I'm going to use. Whether 
I'm going to go by myself, going to go with one person, a group of people. It's so easy to use. You don't need to worry about the hassle. Buy the tickets a week in advance. Buy the tickets the day of. Buy the tickets 30 minutes before the game, the concert, the comedy show, whatever you want it to be. It is just the easiest app to use when purchasing tickets out there. So when you're done listening to the podcast today, go and download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off on your first purchase. Now, the terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Let's continue talking about this because I feel like this is a big news story when involving the Kansas City Royals. And I think a lot of Royals fans, at least myself here, I would say that the last month, we know the Royals like to play well in September. And sometimes, I've done this before, you fall victim to it. Oh, they're looking really good. These guys are playing well. And and you know what? You don't need to adjust the lineup. You know, you don't need to adjust the bullpen. You don't need to add anything there. You know, Jackson Coar, James MacArthur, Colin Snyder, Angel Serpa, all those guys are looking great. Right, there's no need to mess with it, no need to screw with it. But then you get back into spring training and you're back to square one. You have the problems that some of these guys just are not big league ball players. I will say this. In comparison to last year, I feel much better about the roster. Crazy as this sounds, I feel much better about the roster because I know a lot of these young guys are showing they're much better than what I ever really could have imagined. You know, last year, Bobby Wood Jr. had the the 20 home run season, the 30-plus stolen base season. We felt good about it. He's young, but you had guys out there like an Adley Rutschman who was taken right before him. You know, you have some of these young guys around baseball that are continuing to shine. And it's like, well, we're waiting too long. You know, Juan Soto's a guy that went from high to the big leagues, never struggled. You know, he just was an immediate superstar by 21 or 22. So it's like, why can't the Royals have that? Well, now after this year, we know Bobby Wood Jr. is a star. And you could build around that. We know that Michael Garcia, after getting all that talk about, you know, uh, being a, the top prospect, just, you know, not listed as a top 100, but the Royals' top prospect, we'd heard all about it. Now we see. He's one of the best defensive third basemen in baseball. He's a great leadoff hitter. You know, they've done this whole year without Benny Pasquantino. I feel good, kind of like how when Salvi had the Tommy John, it's a full year rest. You got that thing fully repaired. I feel like it's not going to be an issue. He comes back to spring training, fully healthy, ready to go. Love where you're at at first base. You know, MJ Melendez, if this was just a September surge, I'd have a different feeling. He has been a great middle of the lineup hitter since the All-Star break. About 60 games or so, but that's not a small sample size. You know, that's... What is that? A little less than a third of the year? Yeah, just under a third of the year. If MJ Melendez has an April and May, just like this, that's going to do wonders for this baseball team. It just so happened that this year, Michael Massey, MJ Melendez, got off to putrid starts. Bobby Wood Jr. was struggling. Rotation was terrible. There's a lot of things that factored in. But now I feel a little bit better about the lineup itself. And Nelson Velasquez has come on strong. I, you know, Kyle Isbell has warmed up to me a little bit. Drew Waters, you know, has warmed up to me in the last couple of days or so, or I would say the second half, really. You know, Freddie Fermin has really emerged as a guy. I know he's out for the year, but he emerged early on this year as a guy that could maybe take over the catching duties. 
Nick Lofton has played in 13 big league games. Six of them have been multi-hit games. He's got a good walk rate. I mean, all these things are contributing to, to making a better lineup. Last year, I didn't really feel great about the lineup at the end of the year. I, I didn't. There weren't a lot of guys I was super high on. Now there are guys that I'm high on. The rotation, different story. But that's why I love that J.J. Bacola and John Sherman said, yep, we're ready to spend, and we need to invest in pitching. And when I heard that, you could not believe them. You could not believe me. I, I understand it. The Royals have done this before. I just would go one step further and say, I don't think we've seen the Royals be this adamant before. I don't think we've seen a general manager go out there and say, we need to invest in pitching. And yeah, we need guys to bounce back, but we're not counting on it. You know, I don't recall a time that I had heard that. There was a lot of times I'd hear, well, you know, Daniel Lynch or Brad Keller, that they pitched really well in the second half and, and they were banged up and we believe they're going to be big contributors. I heard a lot of that. And when J.J. McCole got into that sentence of, you know, we have some guys we expect to bounce back, I said, oh, no, here we go again. You know, so we're going to see the same guys thrown back out there. And then he follows it up with the firepower of, but we're not in a spot where we're going to count on that anymore. Because he listens to the fans, I think. He listens to other people in the front office. I think John Sherman does as well. He didn't dance around the question. He was asked point blank. Are you going to spend? He says yes. You know, and they both kind of said, we feel like we have a good core with the lineup. And I would say that's true. I think there's a core with the lineup right now. Well, that's three or four guys. I think there's about four true contributors that you know are going to be there. And they're probably going to have their posters outside Kauffman Stadium. It's Bobby Wood Jr., Michael Garcia, Benny Pasquantino. And because of the name alone, probably MJ Melendez. But MJ's got to prove it more than the other three. Now I'll say Benny needs to prove it a little bit just because he's been hurt all of this year. Then you have those maybe big-time contributors. The Nelson Velasquez, the Nick Lofton, the Michael Massey. Oh, I like the lineup. I, I do think they would benefit from adding a bat or two just to alleviate some pressure off some guys that maybe you're just a fourth outfielder. Maybe you're just a a fifth infielder. No, you could do that. And I think I'd be all right with it. But you got to invest in pitching. And it sounds like, from what I gathered with this great interview done by Josh Vernier, the Royals insider for 610 Sports Radio, is that bullpen is going to be an area of heavily investing. But you know what? You've seen in this last month or so, maybe there's some guys you can hang on to. I'd like to hang on to James MacArthur. You know, I don't know if Carlos Hernandez has the value anymore, so maybe you hang on to him because he pumps triple digits, work on him again. I'm sure that throwing this many innings in his big league career is worn on him in this role. And we build him back up again, should be fine. Maybe you hang on to Jackson Coar and go add three or four guys. Maybe you hang on to Colin Snyder, Angel Serpa. There's a plenty of questions to go around. Oh, Steven Cruz, Alec Marsh. You know, what are we going to see? I think it's all so fascinating but I think now my, my take, some people call it the hot take. Some people really agree with me. Some people thought I was an idiot for saying this. But I said the Royals are going to spend. I And I wasn't saying, I was going to the technicality of they're going to spend. And then, well, technically they did spend money on a minor league deal. They gave somebody 700K or they gave somebody 1.5 mil. No, I'm not meaning that. I'm meaning actually spending money. That to me is where I'm sticking my neck out. You know, I'm not just going to be somebody that says, well, technically spending $5 worth. No, this is like going into a store and, and spending a good 
$150-$200. That's kind of where I think this offseason is going. And it was good to see in that interview done by Josh Vernier with J.J. Piccolo and John Sherman. That seems to be the direction. Heavily investing in pitching, heavily investing in bullpen, and not counting on guys to bounce back. You can't do that because that's where it got you in 2023. Okay, the last thing we are going to talk about is this upcoming series against the Houston Astros. For the final time this year, the Royals get to play in front of a rocking crowd, a sold-out crowd, a playoff atmosphere, and they got nothing to lose. It's spoiler time for the Royals, and we're going to talk about it next on Locked On Royals. You are tuned into Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Johnson. You can always follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore one five. Before we go any further, let's give a shout out to today's other title sponsor in FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that includes spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. It is going to be a fun series in Houston this weekend as the Royals go on their final road trip of 2023. They will take on the Houston Astros who are sweating through the very tail end of the 2023 season. Kansas City just saw them in Kansas City last weekend, or I should say at Kauffman Stadium, where they took two of three. Nearly pulled off the sweep. I guess I can't say nearly pulled off the sweep because they lost 7-1 to in that game. Two frame Valdez, who they'll see tomorrow night, but they will counter with Cole Reagans. It is just a, a nerve-wracking time, though, for the Astros. It's basically a three-way tie for first place in the AL West, and somebody is going to be the odd man out, whether that's Houston, Texas, or Seattle. And for all of those out there that follow me, uh, maybe that don't follow me and just comment on my post of, of numbers in September, and you say, well, these games don't matter, right? They're playing teams that have given up. Well, if there's one series I can point to and say this is not a just throwaway series, it's this one. The Royals are rolling in feeling pretty good. They feel confident once again. They want to finish the season on a hot stretch. They don't want to have the worst record in franchise history. Then you have Houston, who needs a sweep to really seal the deal here. They need to come in and obliterate the Royals, which on paper they should be able to do. Shouldn't be an issue in that matter. But to me, this is where you can really get the young guys, you know, in this activity, in this action, sold out crowds. At least I'm hoping Houston can go and sell out Minute Maid Park for a weekend series at the very tail end of the year when you're in a divisional hunt, a wild card hunt. I mean, it should be rabid in that place. It's a good test for Cole Reagans. I can't say I'm stoked about seeing Jordan Lyle start, but. I might need to double check here. I'm going to do this on the fly. But I do not believe that there is a scheduled starter for Saturday yet, which by my math, that would mean Jordan Lyles is supposed to start on Saturday. He's usually right after Cole Reagans. And right now, 
there is no starter listed for the Kansas City Royals. There's also not one listed for Sunday, which would be Brady Singer's turn, which I'd imagine is going to go to Anthony Veneziano or Jonathan Bolin. So is Jordan Lyle starting on Saturday? I don't know. Maybe it's an opener role. Now, you can't use Serpa, who looked fantastic. We're going to talk about him in tomorrow's episode. That will be a mailbag Friday. Serpa looked great, but he just threw five and a third innings. You know, he's burned out. He can't pitch till probably Detroit next week. And they will save him, I think, for Zach Greinke's next go-around. So maybe Jordan Lyles doesn't start. But nonetheless, this is a great test. It's a fun test. And it's going to be like playoff baseball for the young guys playing. They don't get to go into October and play Houston. They don't get to go play the Dodgers. They don't get to go play the Orioles and teams like those. Now, this is their chance. You know, you could call it cliche saying it's their Super Bowl, but this game is going to be very important. And this, to me, is going to be a test for a few guys. You know, Cole Reagans has done a great job this year. Nobody can deny it. Whether he gives up one run or nine runs tomorrow night doesn't really change my feeling about him. But what I do want to see is his poise again, the swagger, the confidence in front of a crowd like this. The last time I remember him going out there in front of a sold-out crowd, rocking crowd, Wrigley was one of them, and Fenway was the other. Uh, This one, though, feels like there's more on the line. And kind of like with Wrigley, and I would say like Fenway as well, this is a hitter's ballpark. Now, Minute Maid is where you can take advantage of a short porch, now, you might get burned by the Crawford seats, the Crawford boxes in Houston, a 315-foot home run, it feels like. But it's a test. You know, I'm excited to see what some of the young guys in the lineup can do. I mean, we know what Bobby Wood Jr. and Michael Garcia and MJ Melendez can do, but how about Nick Lofton? You know, how about Logan Porter catching a little bit here and there? You know, can Nelson Velasquez continue this trend? It should be a great ballpark for him. Not that any of his home runs have been cheapy, so I guess it doesn't matter in the long run. He's going to hit the train tracks or he's not. In the bullpen, really stoked for that. I want to see how James MacArthur deals with a with a crowd like this. I want to see what Jackson Coar does. I want to see what Colin Snyder does. This all is very important to me. It may not be to you. But I want to see in this evaluation your one last chance of playing in front of a big-time crowd. They'll have a fun crowd next weekend, maybe, I would say, against the Yankees. Usually always a a good crowd drawn for those games. But they'll go to Comerica. Detroit's had a great year. Detroit is a team that I think the Royals should try to model their bullpen out of. I've said that many times before. Hell, probably the rotation as well. But there's not going to be many people there. You know, it's it's a weekday series. Detroit's not in the hunt anymore. Houston, very much in it. The Yankees, not so much. They will not be in the hunt by the time that series rolls around. So this is it. This is your chance to go into a big-time environment and play spoiler. And you know what? Playing spoiler can be fun. There is no pressure going on the Royals' shoulders here. It is all on Houston because Texas and Seattle, they're looking at Houston and going, man, that's so unfortunate. They get to host the Royals. They should sweep them. And now you're going to have everybody else. In fact, America is going to be rooting for the Royals this weekend because I'm sure a lot of people out there outside of Houston do not want to see the Astros in the postseason again. So the Royals get this chance to play spoiler. 
And I think it should be a pretty fun series. You get Cole Reagans, and you're going to get a major league debut likely on Sunday. Who knows on Saturday? I've been pretty baffled that Jordan Lyles is not the starter that's listed there. But to me, this these are things that can go a long way. For a confidence of a young player, for the poise, the maturity, this stuff matters. The month of September matters. You know, again, I'm going to bring up the Royals broadcast who uh, did a great job bringing up story. I thought Jeremy Guthrie and Mike Sweeney did a good job in the booth replacing Rex Hudler on that homestand. But Ryan LaFever brought this up, and I think it was another quote from Alex Zumwalt that, you know, these games are not meaningless. If anything, they're just little things you can bookmark and take into the offseason. You know, I, I liked my approach in this spot. I was starting to square up the ball. I was doing this right. That's important for a big league ball player. You need to take that in the offseason rather than just treat it as, oh, it doesn't matter. We've lost 100-plus games. Let's just move on. No, these at-bats, these games matter for a lot of the young guys because who knows what the role is going to be in 2024. That's going to do it for another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. I've been your host, Jack Johnson. Always follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. And find all of these episodes on wherever you get your podcast. That can be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcast and on YouTube. Just be sure to hit that subscribe button. Tomorrow, we are going to have a Mailbag Friday and talk a little bit about Angel Serba. But until then, you take it easy, Kansas City.